0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your easier for game podcast. Now, there's a special episode where we're not discussing the news like usual. We're just discussing Destiny 2 Lightfall expansion as it's a hot topic right now. I wasn't actually going to do anything about it. I was just going to play the game uh, just in case everyone doesn't know. I play Destiny 2 all the time, but my normal content centers around pretty much gaming news, um, things that are happening in the media that we love. Uh, and it's centered around games, analyzing, and uh, pretty much talking it over with either a guest or it's just me. Um, but this time it's just Destiny 2 as I wanted to talk about the newest expansion life all that of course dropped February 28th, a mere three days ago, uh, as you're watching this now. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is uh, it seems that everyone has some opinions on this being launched and I really want... To kind of dissect what I think about the, the actual uh, expansion. As I am a big Destiny 2 guy. I've been playing since launch. Uh, just in case you don't know. Uh, I've been playing since D1. I am not a hardcore. I played it all the time. Uh, originally in D1 I would come for the expansions. Played a little bit here and there. Never really did raids. D2 I actually got serious around Forsaken. I still played D2 a little bit. Didn't play much year one. But once Forsaken dropped I did play kind of hardcore. And then... It goes wrong from there. Now, Lightfall, Destiny Two, Lightfall—the discussion that everyone wants to have on Reddit, Twitter, uh, leaks in these things, or talking about like—is this um, an a- actual story that came out? What was what was like pushed? What was delayed? What was pushed forward from this? Et cetera, et cetera. So, I want to quickly start. Before I get into what I thought about the game, it does seem to be the going theory right now between a couple I would say prominent leakers in the Destiny community and data miners and these things that the actual lightfall that we just played was was cut up of something being delayed from last year. So Strand was apparently supposed to be in Witch Queen as far as I understand. Um, even like the motifs and design seems to hint that we were supposed to have Strand. And, and the rumor, ongoing rumor right now, is that that was kicked to up everything to uh, uh, the Light 3.0 service that we have right now in both Solar Void and Arc. So they pushed Strand to do that for the year. And then they put Strand in, in Lightfall. And apparently, this was originally going to be the beginning cutscene of the final shape. Uh, but then they, I I guess, had to make an excuse for this existing once they did that for Strand, because I guess they can't introduce it in the final shape. Maybe it doesn't make sense narratively, so big, bang, boom. They had to kind of piece all this together, and then I guess the main uh, antagonist, Callus, was kind of the linchpin that would kind of hold everything together that you could use him as a uh, character to kind of um, round out this kind of expansion give or take now now that we have a little bit of the background there obviously Bungie will never tell us any of this um so we'll never really probably know unless we have a substantial report from one of the two gaming journalists that we have uh because we don't have that many (laughs) um and the ones we do have are probably arguing right now uh if jrpgs are racist or not um the term in anyways but no, that's important. That's not why you clicked on the video. You wanted to, you clicked on the video to hear about Destiny 2. So let's talk about that. Now, I played Lightfall. I was hyped, by the way, for this. Um, Very hyped, very excited. Just like everyone else. So that, that was pretty much the sentiment going into this expansion. I think is pretty easily said, right? Everyone was excited. Strand looked cool. Um, I primarily play as a Titan, so I definitely was not like super amped to have yet another thing where I could hit a button and run around and hit things because... None of them are really that viable in endgame content. So I'm, I'm always the guy that's like, I I want to be able to live when I'm playing hard, harder things. So I didn't really care about this. But beside the point, I was so excited for the other thing. And it launches. I like the setup, all these things. But Destiny 2 Lightfall launches. I play day one. Finish it day one. Finish it. Uh, it took me seven hours, maybe a little less, maybe a little more um i had to like cut it up in like two play sessions but that's i beat it this the day of and i left pretty negative uh i was actually shocked to see other people agreed with me i thought i thought i'd kind of be the odd man i thought people would just like this um, because people seemed excited for strand and i never was really super excited so i thought i'd be like the guy that's like oh I didn't like it, but I'm not shocked if other people liked it. And it seems that everyone is kind of in agreement. Kind of that this was at least. At bare minimum, not as good as Witch Queen. I think everyone pretty much agrees with that. And at the most, this a great disappointment to a lot of people. Now, I want to give my perspective and then we'll go into the general thought that I found throughout kind of the community in quotes for Destiny 2 now. I, throughout playing Lightfall, I did come to the. So, first off, actually, let's start from actually beginning. Kind of, let's go like a kind of chronologically with this. The game opening, pretty strong. I liked it. At first, I was very up and enjoying it. We get the first taste of Tormentors. That was really cool. That was very scary to see them. I'm like, oh, these. Uh, I don't know if this was supposed to happen or if I assume it is, but I it I started the match by getting grabbed, which was very cool. You, you know, that set piece that they showed off that, that the Tormentor like void like damages you like really close up. That was really cool. So that is how I met a Tormentor. So that was really cool. That was a little set piece I got to experience just by myself. I don't know if that's like meant to happen. I don't think it is because I've replayed the campaign and then it happened like the second time. But when I got past that, uh, I quickly found out that Tormentors are not that scary. If A, you can freeze them. It's way too easy to freeze in this game. So, like, if you just freeze it, you kill it very easily with heavy weapon. Um, Or uh, you just light blade it. And if you know what that means, you kite him. So, you just kite him around an arena and he can't really do much if he's not enraged with his little scythe attack that he runs at you with. So, that was quickly eliminated as anything that was really cool. They are aesthetically cool. I do like fighting them. But to me, it is not a... They're not as cool as I went in. But I actually prefer Hive Guardians uh, to them. I think that's way, way cooler and actually way more difficult to fight than this thing that I can pretty much kite like the Lightblade boss or I just freeze him and he can't do anything to me. Uh, Beside the point, let's talk about the overall narrative because I like Destiny and I like the narrative. Although they tend to like to hide the narrative a lot of time, kind of similar to Elden Ring, but not as uh, well done, I'd say. So. The hot topic is, of course, the veil, right? What is it? Uh, I'm not here to tell you what it is. Um, I'm sure if you are watching this video, you have heard or at least have watched My Name is bife before or you've already watched this video about it. Uh, I have not seen it yet. I do want to watch it because uh, I do like his content, but. Uh, I I have garnered that even he does not know what the veil is, and if he doesn't know, I don't have a shot in hell of knowing what it is. So I thought that was incredibly weak. Um, there's this MacGuffin that we need to stop happening, and it keeps we keep kind of stopping it, but also kind of not because we're failing a lot, especially in the uh. Mission where Kallus, or sorry, not Kallus, Kaido saves us. So, like, we're winning but losing a lot, but we're still winning. Um, By the way, this entire motif was our end begins. Um, At no point was I like, wow, this is really dark. I'm really scared for the future. Uh, At no point was I at all worried (laughs) about that. Um so that motto to me is mute. Um of course spoilers for the game. I should have said that at the opening, but quick spoilers for the end. Um even the ending is not very our end begins feeling. Uh of course the witness um cuts open uh a part of the traveler and then transports himself and some pyramids into it. Uh, and then it ends. So, I mean, I guess that's bad, but we don't know what it even happened. Like, did we already lose? I imagine we didn't because we have another expansion to happen. This was definitely not the Thanos snap uh, for Destiny, uh, where it really did feel like all is lost. This just kind of went like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with that, because we're not going in there. So I guess this is whatever. I do want to quickly uh, discuss that the very popular thing is going around that uh, the, the cutscene for for both the beginning and the end of the this campaign is w- meant to be one cutscene that opens the final shape. Um, yeah, I agree. It definitely looks like that. Uh, I think it's wild if you don't think that's what that was. Uh, because it's clearly it was clearly meant to not be here. Uh, the way it's shot the way it's edited, the way it's spliced together. I mean, if you put the two cutscenes together, they you work the exact same way. So so what Bungie wants us to believe is that we open Destiny 2 campaign. We get attacked. All the darkness ships attacks the Traveler, right? The witness goes up, gets shot with the, the life laser, walks up, st- stops it from doing that. By communing, I'm assuming... Witness drinks light. You know, the, of course, the vow raid tells us all this kind of. And then he goes to commune with it or whatever. He looks behind him and says, "Callus, just my disciple. You know what to do. He bows out. Callus is like, yes, daddy, I got you. Goes, leaves. Goes to Neomuna. And by, the way we get there is, of course, jumping on the ship, which I'm like, all right. um, Maybe we could have found a better way of doing that. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll stow away, and we'll get it, we get there this way. Um. Cut to Neomuna. Uh, we're there. We're like, oh my god, there's a city here. Every everything that happens in that campaign happens on on Neomuna, right? We meet the Cloud Straters. Um, uh, all, all that happens. Rowan dies. Blah blah blah. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that happens. The Cloud Arc gets attacked. You know, we say a thing. We go to the end. We fight Callus uh our ghost gets captured which i'm coming back to all this by the way because i can't believe half of the things i'm saying and they just kind of glossed over it. our ghost gets <laughs> gets taken over goes up to the veil does something to it all we're told is it has light just like the traveler which i'm like okay that's a big deal don't touch that we don't touch that at all we don't even discuss why that's a big deal we don't discuss if it's a big deal at all, if you don't know anything about Destiny, you're like, oh, that's weird, probably. But at the end of the day, you're probably like, who cares? Ghost goes up. I'm assuming the Witness is communing, which I guess he could just do this. And we've never had a, figured out a way to not let this happen, uh, because this has happened, I believe, since Shadowkeep. Uh, that the Witness could just, the Darkness can just take it over and do it and do what he wants with it. So maybe we should have found a way to make that not happen. but. Hey, I guess we just ignored that and kind of hoped it wouldn't happen again. Ghost goes up, communes darkness, or with the light, with the veil. The witness gets whatever he needs done, which now he has the power to open the Traveler up like some sort of shish kebab-esque thing. Opens it up, transports everything inside. Boom, end of campaign. Now what i didn't say is this cut scene opens when we go back to the witness with the blast doors on the helm opening in our main um kind of characters of destiny that i'd say other than the character that you play as is all sitting there staring at the witness so we're we're led to believe that in the span of the blast doors closing those five people i think it's five it might be four those five people standing there All of this expansion happens. I guess they stand there while there's a. I mean, a God, pretty much. Miles away from them. And then they just stand there in the exact same spot. We cut back to them. The blast doors open. They then see him open it up, go in. So. So admittedly, very weak. And it does kind of seem that the prevailing has at least some sort of truth to it, right? There's at least something there. When there's smoke, there's fire, right? It's a little weird that these two cutscenes that are at the beginning and end of the game can be put together and it works cohesively as one thing. Very weird. Don't know what that's about. I will never know. Bungie will never tell us uh, why this happened. Maybe it was COVID. I'm sure everyone's I tired of hearing that excuse, but that, that's what it is. I will say, very interesting. No offense to Bungie. No offense. I love them. I love their products. Do find it strange that this happened, and a bunch of their employees are bragging that they made all of this in COVID, uh, where <laughs> now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, you did make all this on COVID, huh? This isn't up to snuff to the Witch Queen stuff, which would have mainly been finished pre-COVID and was, and was probably topped off. As COVID was ongoing. So. Lightfall maybe was affected by this. And then the final shape happened. I'm not really sure. The timeline gets very messy. uh, Because originally. I want to say Lightfall was meant to. Kind of subtly be the end. And then they announced the final shape. And like no this is the end. So. Maybe they saw dollar signs. And were like hey we can stretch this out. Or something catastrophically wrong happened. And then they had to add another year to this. We don't really know. Um, I usually say the dollar is king in these kind of things. Occam Razor suggests that when money is involved, uh, that is going to be the one that kind of prevails, right? I know that's what not Occam raz- Razors mean, but I think money will skew our decision-making a bit, uh, especially when we're trying to hypothesize things that are happening uh, that we will never know. Now, Lightfall. Now that we covered that this weird kind of thing was split up and might have never been an expansion, but was like cut from Witch Queen. So they had to like introduce Strand in a narrative and a news place. Whatever. Let's just move on from that and just talk about straight how is this expansion? This expansion was not very good. The Witch Queen, coming off of Witch Queen, I was, I was like, Bungie's got it down packed. They are going to nail these last two expansions. We're going to have an Infinity War. It's going to be awesome. It's way overused to say we're going to have an Infinity War, by the way. We should stop saying that because it's getting old and we not and we should not strive for that in other medium because um, it's just not the same thing. But for brevity's sake, we'll say that'll be our Infinity War, our Lightfall, the end happens, we're all scared for Final Shade. Uh, at no point did I ever feel that. Uh, At no point was I ever scared for anyone happening. Uh, This condensed story was way, way too, way too condensed. Um, The characters that we meet along the way are not developed really at all, at least in the main campaign. I like actually uh, Nimbus and uh, Rowan quite a bit um rowan we're don't we do not we do not actually get to know him at all they just kill him immediately um and by the way uh he might as well had i'm going to die later uh tattooed on his forehead did i think he would die three missions later i think it's three it might be four uh no i didn't i definitely thought they would have him do a grand grand ending at, at, at the very end that maybe helps us stop something happening and 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 maybe, or maybe his, his sacrifice is in vain, and at the end he sacrifices himself to stop the communion, and in that effort he we think it ends, but no, not really, yeah, who knows but I will say this: this was clearly rushed, uh they clearly did not have enough time. Uh to really get a cohesive narrative going. I think it's clear that Bungie doesn't really know how to do both storytelling and introducing a subclass or a new power or something. I think that's kind of Kind of obvious now. We kind of had this similar situation with Beyond Light where we meet um Oh my god. Aramis. We meet Aramis. There's this whole thing. She has this cool backstory in lore. You fight her. You don't really care about what's going on. You barely... I I mean, at least I did. I barely understand why I care about anything that's happening. So there's just... Ran- oh, my puppy's in the, in the back there. Oops, sorry. I covered her. There she is. Her name's Freya. She's very pretty. So we barely understood what was happening. We're learning stasis, which... Stace is very similar to, to how they did with Strand, where they kind of like tease you throughout the whole campaign, like, look how strong you are with this thing. Here's like 70 melees and like, excuse me, infinite super and stuff that you can use. And it's like, all right, cool. It are too strong to do this effectively. So I understand you have to give it to a super powered to make it feel good. But that means the when you actually get Strand, it's not going to feel as good because we're used to being God mode with it. Now, when you separate those two things, um, in, and at least in your head, you're like, you know, that was a fun thing. I know that's not actually how it's supposed to perform. So how does it feel without any of those things? Well, uh, before today, they're actually going to time gate all the fragments to make this thing better. For some reason, they were going to do that again. They did that with Stasis. They were going to do it again, even though no one liked it. They were going to be like, yeah, we're going to time get it all again. They, they, they thank, thankfully, stopped that. And they said, um, in the uh, um, on the second, which is uh today as of recording, that they will unlock all the strands for uh, all the fragments, so you'll be able to buy them, um, independently. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's a good step, uh, because you should have never done this in the first place. I understand you want to have something behind the world's first thing. It only, I, I feel like it doesn't really make sense when we do that. It just seems like. You're time getting something just to do it. Um, uh, They did that with one of the uh, with, with the King's Fall Raid, too. If I remember right, like they're like, oh, new fragments will drop. And it's like, why? It feels like you're just doing this, like at least for Stasis. It kind of felt like there was a reason. But now you're just like, oh, it's, it just is. Nothing's happening in the world that affects this. So like, but it's just happening. So thankfully, that's over with. I have not been able to get on, so I do not know if if I have it or like right now. Like, Is there still stuff locked behind Worlds first? Which I'm fine with. It's not a big deal. It's just... This is annoying. Now, all that being said, the introductory of Strand was incredibly weak, especially if you are familiar with the Light 3.0 system, uh, because we're just way too strong. So it's just anytime I was given Strand when I was on my Void Titan, by the way, I was playing on Legendary Solo, not with anyone else, so um, and I did find it kind of easy, especially compared to Witch Queen. Witch Queen was a bit more difficult. I feel like than this, I kind of steamrolled this game, if I'm being honest. But um, uh, doing doing the uh, campaign as a void titan, I had my build all set. So like when I would grab Strand, I'm like, oh eh, my god, I, this doesn't feel as good because I don't have cohesiveness with this right with my titan. I, I can. Throw a barricade and grab a uh, uh, uh avoid overshield to heal. I can have devour on like infinitely as long as I'm killing things like there's this scenarios like that where it's just very strange when you're given strand and you're meant to feel cool, but you're on legendary, so it's kind of hard, so like you're you're ha- you're having to grapple with like oh, I can be very strong, oh, and also I need to do strand, which I'm like I am strong, but also like I'm way stronger with my other things because I can heal infinitely, so. It- there's kind of a disconnect with those two things. And also, n- none of your, none of your alt mods are going to be on while you're using Strand because they're all connected to, oh, my puppy's upset. Hold on. <laughs> Give me one second. Let me let it out. Oh, sorry about that. My puppy wanted to uh get out. So. Uh, anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, uh, You don't have like cohesion with Strand when you have it active. So when I'm using a Void Titan, and I feel very strong getting Devour, making all these orbs of power. I'm getting my super back all the time. I'm I'm like training my abilities and I use Strand and I'm like, okay, um, not getting that many orbs, but at least I'm super powered. But as you're going on in the campaign, you're getting less and less overpowered with it. So by the time you're fighting Kallus with it, it's just a regular class and you don't feel nearly as cool because you don't have fragments on and you don't have a build made proportionately with strand in mind you have a build made for void in mind or whatever class you used so there's a give and take with how they approach this i do think at the end of the day it just didn't work i think you need to have more semi set piece moments or have two missions set aside where you spend all of that time learning strand uh and you get very intimate with it versus like you find it like once every mission, and like you, you use it, and you like you get overpowered, and you're like running around, slashing stuff. It just doesn't work because it feels like you're teasing, and you want to use the new thing, and I don't know. I I surprised they made the pretty much the exact same mistake they did in Beyond Light, and I feel like I feel like the messaging was very clear that no one liked how that was rolled out. No one liked how it was used in the campaign. People barely liked the campaign too. Um, I will say. I'm sounding very negative on this this is still the second best uh expansion in destiny history uh and uh it's not even close if i'm being honest i know people like taking king and these things i don't i i could maybe put that as two maybe three but um they don't the narrative it hasn't been very good for a long long time so wherever they were good at it just wasn't good enough to really like be that good you're we're always coming back for the gameplay right so like it can only be so good if you're not being able to tying those team those two things together well all right d1 was a a, a, a mess pretty much right it was a very good narratively it was kind of goofy writing um and i would say this is kind of similar for most of the expansions taking king was pre- was very good of course Um, But they're kind of known for doing this, and Witch Queen was the only one that really kind of turned us all uh, around because we weren't, honestly, and this sounds mean, we weren't used to that good writing and that good setup and pacing and uh, design, and and not design, that's not fair. Um, Their design has always been really good. Mainly the design, um, the weapons and design and all that has always been good. But the narrative has always been lacking. The antagonists have always been acting. I'll be honest; the acting has always been lacking as well. Like they're not, they're not coming out with Emmys when they're doing these things, right? They're not winning VGAs for performances, right? Not, they no one's really great when they're doing these. So, a couple of times they do fall short uh, in a lot departments. So, Witch Queen, unfortunately, and I'm, I think I'm actually going to title it, it. It might have been a fluke. Uh It might have been kind of a pie in the sky thing that that happened and like they were able to make magic once and that was it. I don't know. I'm not saying I don't have confidence that this team can't bring it together, but the same people who made Witch Queen made this. Right. So I don't know. I really do hope I'm wrong with that. But I but I I am a little worried now. I'm worried that that is the final shape going to be good. I don't know. I hope so, but I can't say I'm 100 percent certain anymore because I thought this was I thought this was sure fired. We're gonna be gonna be good. I was already on board with Cloud Striders. They looked really cool. Um, and this is actually a perfect time to get into Cloud Striders. Um Cloud Striders were really cool. I liked Nimbus and Rohan at first. Um Nimbus is like a flip of a coin if he's gonna say either the goofiest writing you've ever heard, or he's gonna say something like very swaggerish and, and appropriate for what he's doing, right? People keep saying, like, oh no, he's like a teenager in these things. I'm like, why are we but like we're not told that. We're kinda have to assume. I literally read somewhere that people are making headcanons to justify why um I did I believe I did say he when I said Nimbus. I apologize. There are a they technically. So I apologize if I did. I don't I actually I'm not sure if I referenced their gender or not, but they are a they. Let me see if I can keep track of that. Rowan is a he. So I might have mixed those two up. But anyways, the 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 character of Nimbus, right? Uh was at times grossly goofy writing. Like and, and uh, there's one line that he was like uh he. I said he again. They were like, um, don't let it get to your uh, head, like the power of Strand. I think he's like, don't let it get to your head, unless you you can uh, like use this power to like take over Calist and let it go to your head, shoulders, knees, and toes. And I was like, oh god, that wasn't very good. <laughs> like I feel like everyone in the writing room were like, yeah, that's a banger, and, and I'm over here like, Eesh, that's not very good. But then Nimbus would have great scenes, uh, uh, like scattered throughout that I would hear and I'd be like, yeah, I do kind of feel that energy of like a uh, of like almost like a spider-man-esque character where like you're very young and brash but you 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 kind of have a certain um you you have like a good heart maybe not kind of like naruto in these things right he's not he knows for his wisdom but but he has a good heart and he's always pointed the right direction whereas nimbus's character they just we're just kind of meant to kind of assume what's going on right we're never told that ronin's the old guy that's grizzled and he's gonna he, he's two days from retirement baby and uh the only difference is their retirement is death but he you know oh I'm two days away from retirement I'm gonna go drink my my ties in uh on, on like in Florida for the rest of my life and of course this is like the rookie cop who's coming and he's and they're gonna uh make a name for themselves stuff and they're brash but they got a good heart and and at no point where we're actually told that we're just shown the first cut scene with them too. And that's their dynamic. And we're supposed to just be like, all right, I've seen this before. I've seen that dynamic. I'll piece together what's going on. And I'll just go from there where as no offense, that's not very good storytelling. We're supposed to be introduced to the characters fluidly and, um, dynamically throughout the story where, uh, and we're not supposed to just piece them together on our own. um, uh, and since we're uh, since I'm on cloud um, when the character Rowan died. And again, he should have had tattooed on his forehead. I will be dead very soon. And he dies so quickly. You don't even get attached to him during the scene that this is happening. I actually was so frustrated because I, I, by the way, again, I'm reading a mile away. I'm like, he is dying here. I, I know I get it. Bungie, stop screaming that he's going to die. I understand what you're doing. And so he comes in, sacrifices himself to save everyone. I'm like, cool, whatever. But I was, I was up. What made me upset is we didn't have enough time to be attached to him. So what is it? Why? Why waste a good opportunity to get us more attached with that character? And then just boom, it's gone. It's over. We we killed him like three missions later. You never really got to talk with him. You never really learned about him. You learn about him a bit later, which I'll uh, I'll cover in a second that I actually really like. But that's kind of after the fact. So like I don't care. Now he's 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 you know, no offense, he's gone. So so I, I don't care, but um uh and then God uh Nimbus's character in the next mission doesn't even seem affected by their mentor's death. They just kinda like, oh yeah, he's dead. I gotta like live up to his ideals anyway like that's what it felt like it doesn't even feel like uh the character of um of Nimbus was very much affected by it and again I, I think it just goes back to just like the poor writing and the and and the rushed element to these things and and i don't know i i i find myself kind of baffled that that this kind of happened I, I don't know what's going on maybe it's just they had too much going on as as we Mentioned prior, and I haven't even touched on Callus. By the way, I've talked about Strand. I've talked about the Cloud Striders, which again, they're Cloud Striders are very cool, and I do like. They did get kind of creative with, um, the people that are living on Neptune. They have to live in the cloud arc. That's pretty much the cloud, and they have to like that's where their bodies are, and they're like uploaded in a database, and they they're able to rock, walk around in like these virtual forms. Like, look, I'm being uh, we all know obviously it's a cop out to not have real people walking around obviously but they at least got creative and actually i like the reason a lot it's very creative i think it's very cool um but but that is the reason it doesn't make it bad but they did need a reason why there can't be people around uh and that's the reason (laughs) they take they can't just have npcs walking around in this world it's just it's gonna be out of place and uh we, we can shoot them in the head and these things I don't think they want that. So, um, uh, but, but like I said, uh, last thoughts on the cluster is very cool. The actual, after the campaign stuff. And actually, again, I, I liked Nimbus randomly. They were very cool in some, right? some scenes and they were cringy as F in other scenes. I actually liked what they did at the end of the campaign. I, I, I kind of like was like, Oh yeah, we you know we're kind of, I do feel like we're driving here and I do like that. Um, Let's be honest. He, he, they are the most compelling, um, vendor I guess in the game to me at least. Uh, that's not saying much because n- not a lot of people are like super compelling. You know, it was, it, it, and I mean world vendors. I did like Finch, but like he he wasn't like. I mean, he was narratively important, but like he's not as narratively important as, as a. Uh, as I would say Nimbus kind of feels being in the environment. I don't know, that's not fair. Um Finch was pretty cool. I think I'm dogging on Finch too much. He is pretty good. Anyways. Um uh, that was my last piece on Cloud Strides. I do think they're very good. Nimbus's writing is all over the place from great to pretty bad to like kinda cringy of to like okay. Um I did love the mission with to get the machine gun that used to be Rowan's, uh Rohan's. Um That is the best look at that character. And we're actually crazy, crazy thing here. We're actually seeing them get affected by the loss of their mentor. Crazy that that's going to be the best part of of the thing. Why was that not in the campaign? I, I, I lost for words, lost for words why that was not included in the campaign. Some of the best writing they had in the whole expansion is a side quest. Oh, anyways, let's let's um. I want to actually quickly touch on the pacing in this. I've actually seen a couple of people who aren't hardcore into Destiny, and kind of the pundits of the industry. I'd say, or you know, kind of not like content creators or anything, but the less serious Destiny players coming back to check out Lightfall, and they're bowing out because for some reason, and they did it again. I can't believe they still do this. They made you grind halfway through the campaign because you wouldn't be high enough. What are you? Why are you doing this? Why do you keep doing this, Bungie? Please stop. (laughs) Like, why do I have to do patrols to level up? Why do I have to do these things? I understand you're milking me for playtime, but at least make me do something that is a little more exciting than that. I don't like doing patrols. I don't like grinding like the mats and the the treasure and these things so it's like wh- you knew you'd lose people with that so why did you keep it in i really don't get it what why i already saw p- a couple people i know they're older of course so it's it, i'm not shocked but they're like hey yeah i went to play i was having fun but then they said i have to go grind these things to play and i just i didn't want to do it anymore and i'm like yeah no shit like I, like they don't want to do that so why did they i can't I, I know, again, I know the reason is playtime, but why? <laughs> it's just to add another 30 minutes because they don't want to say that the the time to beat the expansion is six hours or whatever. Sure, whatever. I don't really, I think that argument is very old. I don't think anyone really cares anymore, but hey, maybe Bungie has some stats that says it otherwise. I don't know, but they I thought they were done with this and clearly they're not. Clearly they're not. They keep doing it. Now Major plot points, right? We've covered quite a bit of them. Let's let's talk about Kalos. Let's talk about this guy. So Kalos, of course, known for a very long time ever since the D2 launch. We've known about Kalos. He was the original um raid and he's a pretty compelling character. He's kind of like this guy that uh, was exiled from his people uh, for various reasons. I'll let you read uh, the lore on him. and And he discovers the voice in the darkness, which was the witness at the time, I believe. Uh, and he's pretty much shown the final shape of the universe is nothingness, or you know, pretty much at that point, and everything will be dead. And he's like, "Oh Jesus! All right, well, I'm just gonna party and." and and uh get drunk until that happens and that's what he does it's pretty much what he does um it's a little more complicated i'm sure lore daddies out there like by for kind of like they have like an itch in their eyebrow and they're like what's going on and, like someone's describing the lore wrong but you know it's that's like a layman's understanding of of the situation now let's push push forward on that right we come to Callus's now right he's a member of the disciple right he is a disciple of the witness he has pledged his allegiance to him pretty much out of his, pretty much out of fear it seems to me at least and we have had this <laughs> this is <laughs> arguably this is in my opinion the most the best and worst part of this whole expansion centers around kid the callous character now time that callous and the witness are on screen is some of the coolest stuff ever right callous talks to the witness. And it looks like reality is shattering. So the witness can like talk to him and he just says my disciple or like whatever. And it's very cool. And the witness, it just looks very cool. And, and he's just like rapport. Like he never says many words, but he's still very intimidating. Calus is clearly intimidated. at him, And all these very, very cool things. Every time they're on screen, I'm, I'm glued, glued, glued to whatever's happening. The acting, uh, is actually very good from Calus there. Um, uh, i I don't know why, but I really love the lines like my my semblances matches my inner beauty like that that's very i don't know why I really like that, and again, the witness shattering reality and like kind of walking up being like and talking to him like very gently like he's not being crazy, but he's just being firm it's very compelling, very compelling we don't we we get some uh shit talking with Kylas throughout the campaign a little bit. I love when he comes as a giant head and comes in. And he's like, uh, "Guardian," and like he's messing with. He's like, I don't have riches for you this time. And these things, very cool. Uh, and the character of Kaito shows up in this campaign. One of my favorite characters, actually in all destinies, is in Kaito. Kaito, of course, the daughter of Calis, right? One of the biggest relationships in Destiny 2, right? Between these two people, right? We've already built up this kind of relationship before in this uh, little dungeon you might have played called Duality, where you go inside callus's mind and, and, and go through his uh, memories and nightmares and these things. <laughs> and you play the campaign and you fight Callus, right? He's, of course, the main bad guy. Very cool fight. Pretty basic arena, but I did th- I did like the fight. I I liked it. I I, I did find it semi challenging uh, because um they just kept spawning enemies, so you did have to get creative. Um, the first time I did it, I ignored the timor. <coughs> Excuse me, I ignored the tormentors, and then I was pushed in the middle of the ra- arena, and then two tormentors and cows were fighting me, and I was like, oh, this is gonna suck. Uh, so I, I died my first time. My second time, I I did it no problem because I just killed the tormentors. And I'm- honestly, that scary, but. Once I did that, you know, smooth sailing. Okay. I do all that, right? We kill we kill Kallus, and that is my main crux of the issue. We kill callus Why did we kill callus The only interaction that callus and Kaido have is, like, the third mission. The third mission where Kaido saves us. Why is that? the most compelling two characters that we have in this expansion. And we don't even see them interact. What? What? I This is something I actually have not seen anyone angry about. And I'm shocked. Am I the only one that cares? Am I the only one that cared that the, the, the daughter of the main antagonist did not interact? I thought that was insane. I, I literally couldn't believe it. I was like, "Well, when I was fighting him, I was like, okay, well, I assume like we'll, we'll, he'll like we'll hurt him. And he gets on one knee, and, and then Kaido comes in, and, and and uh by the way, we had that, I mean, amazing fight earlier, right outside of the of of uh, of his uh, flagship, with Kaido, with this massive waves coming out at you, these very compelling waves." You're, if it really felt like a long time like we were fighting for a very long time that was cool It, it felt like a war it felt like a battle of a war we were fighting kaido was with us we were destroying all the shadow legions together that arguably is the best part of the entire campaign um outside of the rocky montage we got with strand which is a whole other thing we can talk about later but we set all this up right we 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 kind of bring up Kaido and Kailas' relationship in the past. And we have zero... Zero. I mean, just zero in- interaction. What? Why? I just want to know why. Why did we not have a single... I want... Maybe Kaido shouldn't have killed him, but I wanted her to be there when he died or passed away. We tell Kaido that her father's dead on a phone call with our ghost. What? That's what? Like, that was the craziest part to me. And the most missed opportunity in all of the campaign, in all this expansion. I think that's going to go down in one of my biggest disappointments, maybe in Destiny. Is not seeing those two kinners interact at all outside of Kaido giving us a rundown on who Callus is in the first place for people who haven't played the game before. So that's kind of like the biggest interaction we get out of them. She's recounting her father's legacy. I'm like, alright, cool. I don't see one of my favorite characters interact with their father as they're dying. What? It's just crazy. It's just crazy. And I, and maybe I'm alone here. Let me know if, if people are disagreeing with what I'm saying here about Kaido and Callous just straight up just Just straight up non not talk like just just as if as if they just weren't in the game. It's crazy. I I at a loss for words. I haven't been able to talk about anyone about this because a lot of my friends, um, if they have been in, I just haven't had time to discuss it with them. So I I don't have anyone else's opinions other than my own to discuss on this matter. But that's just the one thing that I've heard no one upset about. And that's that's my main gripe. I wanted them to have some sort of interaction and I really think that's going to go down as like one of the biggest disappointments for me is is, is just them being like, yeah, we don't need to write any cool dialogue between them, too. They they had their thing. You know, we watched their duality. Uh, a talk is fine. And they referenced each other daughter, traitor to, to her. and and that, and that was it. That was their last conversation. It's like, all right. Whatever, whatever. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I don't think I have much to close on, really. I just wanted to give my thoughts to the Internet Uh, as I, I wear my Destiny Love on my T-shirt. Every time I do a podcast, it, anytime I'm doing what you've been playing, I've I'm all, it's always destiny, even if it's not said people can infer. Generally, I have turned destiny on to do something. And um, this is something I'm passionate about. And this is something I just want to discuss as. I gave them massive props for Witch Queen, so I must give them massive criticisms when it deserves it. And this was, uh, at least to me, a, a pretty big disappointment. Um, but it, it's still good, I would say, though. Uh, and this is, I guess, what I'll end on. Um, everything I just said, right? Everything I just went through on how much that Nimbus's character was... Both great and bad. Uh, the Roman character was quickly killed off before we pretty much learned anything about him. I don't even know his color, favorite color. I I, I don't even know what his favorite color is, his food, his favorite what I don't, I don't know nothing about. It. But we were supposed to care that he died. Uh, the veil storyline, which went nowhere. I mean, I everyone has said that. I don't think anyone disagrees. The veil went nowhere. It might as well have been called a MacGuffin. It just just skip all the bullshit we just call it MacGuffin. that's what you want. we want it because we said so <laughs> literally the reason we want to stop it is because the witness wants it, and that's that was' good enough for us we we're just gonna, we're just gonna stop it we don't even know what it is we don't know how to we don't even know how to stop it. How do we stop it if we don't know what it is whatever um and also if we i guess if we really thought about it, if he had to commune and he could control that ghost, then the worst thing that we could do is us go there. But. What do we know? But all these things, all these negatives being said everything, I just said that how much I didn't like this. I didn't like that. And like this, blah, 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 blah. Right. I want to make sure I end on my positives and what I thought overall of of the expansion. Both so positives. The guns are always great. The gunplay is always great. The new mod system, albeit incredibly, incredibly dumbed down. I mean, this thing is like five five-year-old can make a build now. Um, which is, I think, good, by the way. I want to be clear about that. It's good that it's been dumbed down to the point it's just there's not much complexity anymore. You can't get creative with a firepower build um focused on elemental shards and stasis and, and uh funneling your grenade over and over again. You can't do that anymore. But what you can do is you can have armor charge on and you can boost like your restoration stat. So your recovery is higher and that's just easier in, in, you know, whatever. So the mod system, although so early seems to be completely dumbed down to a point where you can, anyone can make a build and although you're not going to feel very special when you find a cool build, you at least feel competent in most uh, gameplay situations. Because you can most people will be like, oh, I need more grenades in this build. So I'll put on grenade kickstart and I need to make sure I make more orbs. So I'll put on void siphon to siphon more orbs. Yeah. It's, it's easy. So uh, you had to sacrifice one for the other, I guess. And that's what they went with. and It's fine. Loadouts are awesome. No, you know, nothing to add there. Uh, accommodation system is broken right now. I think I'm. Re- I can receive accommodations. I can give them, but I can't look at them because the game just crashes. If you if you go it. so it's completely broken. Doesn't even work. Um, a lot of things are kind of broken at, at launch. But of course, it's foreseen. It's just pretty strange that we're still in that area. It's like, damn, this much stuff is broken. Like, uh, I've read the TWAP today, and there's an entire like CVS receipt of things that were like no issues like all these things. I'm like, I'm curious how much of this were known shippables. I'm you. Uh, the Bungie is very competent studio. They're very, very smart. I'm sure they knew most, if not all of these things were borked at some point. Um. Final thoughts and the positives, right? This was still good. And I said that mid partway through this video, this is still a good expansion. I want to be clear about that. This is still a great expansion. I know everyone's like, what's You just shit on this for Forty nine minutes, and you're like, "Oh, it's still good," but it is. It is still good. But the reason I'm so hard on it is because the Witch Queen was one of the best expansions of an online game I have ever played. So uh, we expected it to be better, and it wasn't. And that's why so many people are disappointed and upset. And it's clearly not finished. I mean, that I think that's as basically going to get the story. Which is not. It just wasn't put together well. Um. Yeah that's all i guess i have to say um uh final thoughts going uh leaving everyone um destiny 2 is still in a good spot i don't regret spending money on this at all uh destiny 2 is just a great video game i actually buy the um edition that gives you like all the seasons or whatever uh just because like i know i would i want the ability to come back at any time so like this isn't me like crying and being like, oh, my God, it's it's over. Destiny's dead or or this isn't the worst thing ever or any nothing like that. It's just I was incredibly disappointed because the witch queen was that good. And we just I would have been happy with the the same amount of quality or maybe just a little bit worse. I would have been fine with that probably, too, because we're so I mean, honestly, we're just so used to the story expansions being bad. Is there someone out there that thinks these story expansions are great? That's why we were so excited after Witch Queen, like how great it was. It was incredible. When we come to this, we don't see Sabathun the entire time. We barely understand who the Cloud Straters are. We don't know what the Veil is. There's no uh build up to um uh why we care about like uh the Vex invading. They just have been invading because we need more characters involved because we don't want you fighting Cabal the whole time. I guess I don't know why they care. About that now, they they've done that in past seasons. So so they're like, we need a reason for the Vex to be there because they don't really do anything anymore. Um, but yeah, aside from all that, um, uh, a couple post campaign things are actually very good. The part I think it's called partition, or, or partition. It might be partition. Whatever that, whatever that was, is is awesome. Um, I play that, I think, to do one of the memorial things to get. um, What is the exotic called? The, the stasis heavy exotic uh, winter's bite. Like you have to do a bunch of those things to like work up to get to that. Well, doing all that and working my way up and doing and learning about the cloud striders, learning about their lore, learning about this strategist, the first cloud strider, this mathematician, this war tactician. And the whole time I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, why isn't this in the game? Why isn't it not an expansion? Why isn't this like a side quest? Why do we have the same like formatting that all the other expansions have? why is there main quest? Go. You get one side kind of thing that boosts your level. Do that. Then after you're done with the expansion, there's like two quests. Some of them give you exotics, some of them are they're just to grind things to up rotation, blah blah blah. So, but a lot of that was really good. Like I said, the the deterministic chaos, I think is what it's called. The the void machine gun. Very cool. Loved that mission quite a bit. I like that Nimbus got to shine a, a bit more. Their, their character, again, is good at some points. That character and the acting there, awesome. Oh, that was great. Loved it. Wish we got more of that, though. I wish we got more of that um i am still missing of course a, a good bit of uh other things that are happening. of course we still have the raid coming in uh just a few days um this is march 2nd as of recording so in, in less than a little more in the week uh we'll see what the raid is and the raid looks sick we already saw a picture um i did get spoiled with the exotic is which i'm very upset very upset that that happened but it's okay um i th- it's not like i would have figured out any other way than just seeing a picture of it so it's not that big a deal um but yeah uh i'm very excited i'll see everyone when the raid launches i'll be doing the world's first attempt uh not not really being first but uh a day one clear i guess i should uh, is a better way of saying that. day one or day two clear but um yeah thank everyone for listening this far in um i'm glad i was able to kind of give you my thoughts on lightfall uh this was an inc- again destiny 2 is an incredible game that's why i'm so passionate about my criticisms as I want them to continue being good and I want them to make sure they have all their ducks and orders for the final shape because that's it. We have a new destiny after that. So let's end on a great note. Let's not end on a sour note. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and uh, remember Easy Achievers every single Friday. I love you and go achieve.